KJ and BB button. We are back with part two. Part two. We are finally going to New York. And he's finally going to bed. Excuses. I know. Sorry. If you could hear my yawn, that was like horrible. Yeah, they heard it. Um, All right. We're going. Let's just pick up where we left off. Yeah. So if you haven't listened, listen to part one of Saudi Arabia. Oh, go listen to part one of Saudi Arabia first. We haven't made it to Saudi Arabia yet, but go listen to part one because there are some important details so there. So we have done our prep. We've done our research. We're scared, and you are flying we are to New York. We are scared shitless, but I am flying to New York. I've packed. We are covered for a carry-on and two suitcases, but I have packed one suitcase and a carry-on because I did not want to be lugging around luggage throughout New York because one thing Brandon hates is it's being inconvenienced I hate being inconvenienced I'm like I don't want to be messing with I'm by myself I don't have Kevin to do it for me like yep the emphasis on that hello (laughs) at least I'm honest um it's our dog (laughs) our dog is making so much noise right now it really like scared me he has his ball anyways contract is signed you know, I finally end up getting information from Antoinette as far as, like, the the what's going to go down as far as rehearsals in New York. Um, rehearsals once we get to Saudi Arabia. It's, like, a rough, like, schedule. But all I'm focused on is New York because, if you don't know, in this industry, everything is always changing. Nothing is ever set in stone until you do it. Mm-hmm. So... I get to New York, and like I said, I ended up getting this Airbnb in Brooklyn. Super charming Airbnb. It was kind of giving me, like, hostile vibes, but, like, you get your own room. And it's in, like, this big, like, brownstone in Brooklyn. Um, There were eight bedrooms. Oh, wow. I lie. I think there were, like, 11 bedrooms or something. And there were multiple people staying there. All I cared about was having a place to shower and having a place to lay my head that I could close my door. This was really convenient because every room had its own personal key. So you could lock the door when you leave and you didn't have to worry about anyone going in a room, um, which was fierce, especially mm-hmm. for New York. Mm-hmm. I felt super safe in this area. The commute was about an hour and a half. I had to take three different trains sometimes, but oh, Lord. it didn't matter. It was all worth it. Rehearsals were at the new AMDA studios, downtown New York on 54th Street. Um, Amda. Amda. Beautiful studios. Beautiful school. Um, we walk in. Now, mind you, we had also, I also received a list of the other performers in the cast. There were going to be 16 of us in total. So of course, you stocked them all. I absolutely, hello. Another, That's one of the, so, another industry s- secret. When yeah. you get a cast list of you're, whatever it is you're doing, you are absolutely running to Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. YouTube. Mm-hmm. In my case, you're looking up dance reels. You're looking up <laughs> who it is you're going to be in a cast with. Because I'm nosy. I want to see. I want to see so true, who, who the leggy boys are. I want to see who the movers are. I'm like, I'm curious. I'm trying to see who's cute. Kevin's trying to see who's cute. Yeah. Um <laughs> Not me. I just want to know who 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 gonna be there. Um, on this cast list, I end up seeing a very familiar name. His name is Yamil. Yamili. <laughs> we know Yamil from. I've, I've known Yamil for years. Kevin has known Yamil for years. I know Yamil from a previous company I used to work for. Oh my God! What a 
glorious human being, but we'll get into that. I was so excited to see a familiar name on there. I, ended I was up- also excited because I was like, okay, cool. There's somebody here besides Antoinette that I know in the cast who is going to have Brandon's back. Yeah. And you mean, you period was going to have my back. Like someone that's someone who I've been in virtual rooms with of important conversation um, who very much has the same kind of ideals and morals mm-hmm. that I do and what this industry should be upheld to. Um, so first day of rehearsals, I'm super nervous, but I'm super excited. Get there and I end up seeing another familiar face in the room. Um, his name is Eric E.B., I knew Evie from another company I used to work for. We knew of each other. We never worked together, but we would always see each other, like, in port or, like, we knew each other through friends. Um, So that was cool to see a familiar face. I also knew of another familiar face in the cast. His name is Oscar. Um, I knew Oscar from when I was attempting to be a musical theater performer in New York, and I would go to um, Broadway dance auditions two three that you tell it three i know three that's that's nothing as someone who's gone to literally probably like 300 you and went to three what do, what do you have a cat what do you have to show for them nothing exactly you so the went number to three doesn't matter <laughs> i the know number clearly I know. doesn't matter you it's literally have told because, on yourself no and but it's the point of like you went to three and you got callbacks from two of the three so like you can have whatever i, I got callbacks from all three period but regardless what do you have to show from your 300 broadway auditions a lot of uh, a lot of no's lot of so knows. that's what i'm saying is the number clearly does not matter no exactly um but you I, miss 100 percent of the shots oh do. girl yeah <laughs> that's what you're taught that's that toxic mindset you're taught mm. continue waking up at 4 a.m mm. and stand outside in the cold not me. for this audition not that you're me. not going to book because not we I. already have five boys that we know <laughs> we, we already know who for. we're gonna offer this like job girl to. get out um so day one of all day one of um rehearsals super easy because a lot of this was while there was choreography that we were learning, a lot of it was a workshopping and just kind of playing on our strengths. Um, this was a primarily black and POC cast. Wow. First of all, this was the first time that I was ever, that I've ever gotten the opportunity to be in a cast of performers mm-hmm. like this. Um, where I felt accounted for. I felt like, not felt, I wasn't the only <laughs> one. Um, and so this was immediately, I mean, one by one, as everyone is walking through the door, I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Like, what is this? Like, what? it's heaven. Um, and it's been a dream of mine in my entire career to be in a situation like this. And here I am, the universe presented it to me. First of all, you've literally been saying for a long time, you wish you would be in a cast with and not be the only non-white performer there. Yeah. And the universe (laughs) said, here you go. (laughs) Here, boo. Um, I don't really have anything to say about rehearsals in New York other than they went by so fast. Mm -hmm. It felt so good to be in a room with 
such creative minds mm-hmm. um, and to like let my personality sh- like just flow. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone was super talented. It was cold as shit in New York. I, that's the thing. I'm, I miss a lot of things about New York. I miss a lot about New York. What do I do not? What do I not miss? Winter. Oh my goodness. It was so cold no. and to have to ride on the subway every morning to rehearsal and then I'm sorry, Ooh. to stand on the subway because <laughs> you aren't sitting on the subway. You like sitting. You are standing. And especially for an hour and a half and after when rehearsal. You're, also, when you're standing on the subway, if, you, and if you've if you been on a New York subway, you get it. If you haven't, you're surfing. You're literally surfing. You're surfing. You're, you're, not, you're not on a wall. You're not... Majority of the time, you are holding on to your wit. Like... Yeah. yeah. Um, what... How did it feel being back in New York... After, oh, I leaving. flew into LaGuardia. Did I? I thought I don't. I think I did. Okay. It, the airport is important. Which one you fly into? Because when you fly into LaGuardia, I feel like you see the city more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I flew into LaGuardia and I started crying immediately as soon as we were over the water and like about to land on the strip. I like started crying mm-hmm. because. New York is where Kevin and is where our relationship just blossomed and bloomed and it holds so many memories and Mm -hmm. is a city that is so dear to us for so many reasons, but financially it would just never be responsible to move back there right now unless we were in a great enough I said right now did you hear those words come out of my mouth no Uh, do you see what I mean rewind the tapes Kevin is like oh rewind the tapes um so I really it felt amazing to be back in the city Mm -hmm. that is home for me yeah it is the place that I would just run back to if I was Toto and I couldn't find Dorothy. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going to New York. Mm-hmm. Maybe she'll be there. <laughs> um, the rehearsal process, like I said, was amazing. Getting to know all of these brilliant performers. Every single performer brought something to the table. There was... The room was... It was just... It was sometimes overwhelming how much creativity was mm-hmm. being <laughs> poured into the room. <laughs> I'm sick. I'm sick. Um... So, we finish up rehearsals in New York, and we start our travel to Saudi Arabia. How long is the flight to Saudi Arabia? So, we flew from JFK to... You're looking at me like I know the answer. Um, Please hold while Kevin keeps you entertained. Shoot, we were we were literally there for like five minutes, but it is a like, and of course the location just says Terminal One. <laughs> so he flew somewhere near Riyadh, about an hour away. This is the really exciting part of the podcast. Um, so meanwhile. He's doing this, and I'm at home taking care of our child all by myself as a single father. All the time for my love life. (laughs) I forgot where we flew to, but it was another major city in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Um, And we had a layover there. The flight, I think, was 11 or 12 hours there to the first stop. It went by 
so fast. I did not sleep the entire flight. I was awake the entire flight. When I tell you I was bibbity bobbity booping all over that plant, like um, I ended up sitting across from one of the boys in the cast, Scotty, and we would like have conversations sometimes in between the flight when he wasn't sleeping or we weren't watching a movie. I was so lucky to be in a row with only one other person and she was in the window. I was in aisle seat. Aisle seats on a long flight are goaded. I will always choose an aisle sleep. Uh, sleep. I will always choose an aisle seat on a long flight no. because it is easiest when you have to use the bathroom to just get up and go. You don't have to worry about squeezing past people, especially if you don't know there are <laughs> going to be other people in your row. Brennan, but that and that is such a testament to you. You hate asking anyone for anything ever. Okay, and, and that is a testament to how rude people are in this world because I hate, I know. once again, if we go back to episode one, if you listened, I will always do anything to make a person the most comfortable when I know it could be an issue. Yes. Because I hate yes. facing issues because the ugly can come out of me if someone is being unreasonably rude. Yes. And it is unreasonably rude for someone to be frustrated that the person in the window seat has to get up to use the bathroom. So that is why I like I the aisle seat. And where I like the window seat is I don't have to get up for somebody else. Which is crazy because you have to use the bathroom the All most the time. In Speaking this world. of the bathroom, we'll be right back. And we're back. Because Kevin cannot afford to not use the bathroom. All right. So 11 hours, <laughs> we land in a mysterious city. What was it like going through customs? Oh, my God. So scary. Um, Because we all were, like, nervous as hell. Um, Not even for the fact that, once again, most of us are gay, but for the fact of we're all American. And, like, if you've ever traveled internationally, the most intimidating thing is being an American person, period, traveling. Um. Because a lot of these countries do look at America as a place of ignorance. Why? Because, <laughs> because America is. we <laughs> allow people to shoot up our schools with children. Mm. Um, that is a hot take. Not hot. Made it's by many trip. in Saudi Arabia. Mm. So, um, yeah, customs. It was it was stressful because we were like, ooh, are they going to make us get rid of like our clones or whatever mm. or whatever. Um, funny, the boy that I was rooming with in Saudi Arabia mm-hmm. brought with him in his, like, his care, like, he carried it on the plane, a cast iron skillet, <laughs> um, and got through customs fine. <laughs> um, one of the boys brought, like, his own personal silverware, and he had to get rid of his knives, like, his butter knives. Um, that was, that, like, made sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hot take. Who? Um, a couple of the boys. <laughs> I'm not gonna say who, but th- you know, for the sake of educating yeah. people, a couple of the boys did bring like their own personal like pleasure toys. Oh my god, say it. We're not a rated G podcast. They brought dildos with yes. them, um, or like just sex toys. Period. Uh-huh. And those did end up. Getting confiscated wow. and being thrown away at customs. So thrown away? Did they watch it go into the trash? I don't. I mean, I wasn't in the room. Would they took them uh-huh. to like a room? I Did took they one say of them anything the about it? I don't. From what 
from what I gathered from the boys was uh-huh. I don't think it was a matter of them being gay, uh-huh. but more so a matter of, oh, these aren't allowed in the country, period. Uh-huh. Like, stuff like this isn't allowed. Um, That's sad. But I wasn't in the room. So I don't know what was said. I don't know what was said to them. I wasn't with them when it happened. Mm-hmm. But I do think it was in the, under the premise of like, oh, no, you can't bring these into our country. Like, kind of in the same mm-hmm. way if I was carrying, like, fruit from another country. Like, you know how, like, on mm-hmm. cruise ships, you can't, like, bring fruit mm-hmm. with you? Um, yeah. F- f- oh. oh. If um, you heard that on the podcast, they are destroying the earth outside. Uh-huh. Um, fruit and um, like seeds. dildos, I would say, oh, yeah. are two very different categories. But I'm saying, it, I think, but yes. I think it was the mind. Like they were like, no, you just can't bring this with you in the country. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a matter of oh, you're a gay person bringing. Like I think mm-hmm. it was more so that. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope it wasn't their like special favorite dildo. I hope it was like the like. Uh, this is. I'll just this is the travel one <laughs> work. So, uh, also. I want. I needed to say on the first flight there that I did not sleep on. Um, all of us ended up be- making friends with the entire flight crew, um, and this is always my favorite thing to do because when you make friends with the flight crew, you get everything you want, especially on a long flight. And one of the women, one of the flight attendants, her name was Jade. She was just. She loved us. She was like, oh. Someone ended up telling her that we were all performers from New York going to Saudi Arabia to be in their first ever Mm -hmm. musical. And she ended up just bringing us everything we wanted. Like, she ended up just dropping an entire box of chocolate in my lap. The best chocolate I have ever had in my life. And I will never be able to get it again unless I go to Saudi Arabia. Or unless I order it online. (gasps) Maybe I'll try ordering it online. This, This chocolate, it was called Patched or Patchty Chocolate. The best milk chocolate I've ever had in my life, and is I that the one, one you brought back? The little square, yeah, that's so good. Oh my gosh, that's something. Yeah. All right, America, America has a problem. Our chocolate sucks. Yeah, it <laughs> sucks. At, anywhere internationally, and you have chocolate, you're like, oh, this is chocolate. America, what are you doing? What's wrong yes. with us? So, um, <laughs> back to the topic at hand. Kevin just got real passionate about chocolate. I end up also, like, kind of flirting with one of the male flight attendants. What? <laughs> Brandon, we have... Sorry, everyone. What did you do with me? You were flirting with me? Thank you so much. This will be the last episode of <laughs> Kevin, it's so dramatic. First of all, I... I had Wi-Fi on this flight the entire time, so I was texting Kevin the entire time about it. Um, first of all, shout out to Saudi or Saudi Saudi Airlines. Well, because the website is Saudia.com. But shout out to Saudi Airlines, the best airline I've ever traveled on. The seats were so spacious. We have traveled to Australia before, and we were in the worst freaking seats ever. When oh I tell you, I could have. I, it felt like I was in a business class seat, oh like word. in a con. I could have laid flat completely. Um, mm. The seats were so comfy. The service was amazing. the The trip was just so smooth. So shout out to Saudi Airlines. If you ever go to Saudi Arabia, go just for that. Like, mm-hmm. uh. Um, but this flight attendant, his name was Ryan, and he was also kind of being flirtatious with me, which was also just a testament to 
being queer in Saudi Arabia is mm-hmm. everyone is gay. Like there is so <laughs> it's just like America. Like there are Everyone's more gay people gay. than you think. Like um, everybody's gay, and he just. Every, he just could every every opportunity he could find to come to my seat and just have random conversation with me about stupid stuff like chocolate. Mm-hmm. It, and like the boy, Scotty, that was sitting adjacent from me, he I told him, I was like, Scotty, he's flirting with me. Like, he loves me. Watch him. And like when Scotty like was catching on, it, it was just so funny. Um, but he was super friendly. He actually we actually ended up exchanging numbers Um so that he could like give me tips or advice on mm-hmm. things to see in Saudi Arabia. Which, Wait. Oh my God, Kevin. <laughs> which this was the first sign of how friendly the people are in Saudi Arabia. And fun fact, Ryan was from New Jersey. <laughs> and how much they they take pride in their country mm-hmm. and they want to put the the best impression of their country on the people who have never been. All right, so we're in Saudi Arabia now. So we're in Saudi Arabia. So we do our little layover. Um, and you fly to Riyadh. 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 We fly to Riyadh. Riyadh. Another thing in Saudi Arabia that we are learning being in the airports is they have bathrooms, but then the same way a bathroom is set up, they also have prayer rooms mm-hmm. for you to go pray in. And some of us were making the mistake of accidentally walking into the prayer rooms, mm. <laughs> thinking they were bathrooms. Um, so that was a learning experience. But we get to Riyadh. Uh, so excited. My bags made it there. Boom. We're already off to a great start. That's all I care about. Brand, uh, Brandon manifest destiny, people. Brandon always is just stressed about his bags. Because, because it's happened before. Exactly. Know. So, mind you, for every for every little, <laughs> I have a point to make about Brandon. There is a reason why Brandon feels that way. I didn't say that was it, <laughs> but you never say. So your bag, your bags, and you and your whole cast make it there safe and sound. We make it there safe and sound. Um, the trip was smooth. Like I said, we get to the hotel. Um, it was all right, but I'll cover that in the life of Saudi Arabia. We're here to talk about work. We start work. Once mm-hmm. we get settled and, like, you know, we obviously are off that day, we start rehearsals the next day. <clears throat> For a week, we probably were at the we're – in, we're in rehearsals for, like, two or three hours at most. And then mm-hmm. we're sent back home. Mm-hmm. Because it was clear we were the least of everyone's worries. Mm-hmm. Once we got there and they saw us – um, which is a major difference from. Oh, you're honey. gonna be no days off. No day, no days. <laughs> in the, in the and Antoinette really, she really was emphasizing. We don't know what the schedule is gonna be like, but I'm telling you all that there will be no days off, so you don't get. You. you oh my. <laughs> One moment, the microphone cover just came off. No, no, it didn't just come off. You whacked it off. The microphone cover came off because you hit it with your hand. That was scary. I had no idea what happened. All right, so Antoinette said this. Antoinette really emphasized that there would be no days off so that we weren't looking forward to having a day off and we, like, knew Mm -hmm. it was going to be time to work. We had so many freaking days off. It was crazy. Like, um, the 
show was being directed by director directed the show director was a man that we knew by mr amir mm-hmm. um and the musical the music in this musical was written by pr- a prince prince abdullah okay um who fun fact he actually owns saudi arabia's soccer team oh that just um, signed Christian Cristiano Ronaldo or whatever his name is. Oh. Yeah. So these people have money. Like, it is rich. We are surrounded by rich. Like, when I tell mm. you they were pulling up in Maybox to the theater, just casually. I know exactly what that is. It is a really expensive car. Um, but we were rehearsing. The theater that we were going to be performing at was Princess Nora Theater. Beautiful. Oh, my gosh. The outside of this theater was stunning. Um, we had our own personal shuttle bus that took us to and from rehearsals. The rehearsal room was the most amazing dance studio room I've ever been in. It was huge, well lit, beautiful. Um, our, one of our showrunners or our show caller, her name is Maddie. She had just finished working on Adele's residency in Vegas. Mm. So I was one separation of a person from Adele. And it's about to be zero. Period. Um, The rehearsal process, we ended up going to Saudi Arabia with pre-choreographed numbers um, that we had put together and Mm -hmm. worked on that were dancey in a way. Too dancey for them because, mind you, dancing now at this point has only been legal in the last five years. So a lot, a lot of what we came with choreographed ended up being cut. Gotcha. Gotcha. (laughs) By the director because he felt like it didn't, it wasn't. Uh It wasn't. They, they don't understand the concept of a musical yet. No. And they, I don't think they fully understand the concept of different styles of dance either. Gotcha. Um, and especially when they're inter- intermingled with the traditional dancing that they do. Um, so we, we had put together these very beautiful pieces. And one of them actually was a more contemporary, like, technique number, technical number. And it was beautiful. And um, we ended up performing it for him. And at this point, we had performed a few numbers that they were kind of already like, we're going to be making changes to this. Like, it's way Mm -hmm. too dancey. So when we performed this number where, like, this is the first time we are doing, like, dance. Like, we're doing a whole turn sequence in this number. I'm being lifted, and I do this whole, like, leg extension. I'm like, before we even do it, I'm like, oh, this is going to be cut. Like, they're (laughs) not going to like this at all. And we do it, and one thing about me is I'm going to read a person's face, and I immediately am reading his face, and I'm like, you don't like it. Mm-hmm. He does not like it. Um, and we do it, and sure enough, it, it is going to be something that's going to be cut. But Antoinette comes over, and she's like, okay, we're going to do it one more time, um, and just have fun. Just have fun doing it. But this is also, we, some of us also understand, oh, this is going to be the last time we probably do this. Mm. And it makes me emotional because this number 
was probably the hardest number that we had to learn. There was so much in it technique-wise as far as like footwork Mm -hmm. that was just so hard to pick up. But we worked so hard on this number. And a lot of it we ended up putting together ourselves in the beginning. Um, We just workshop a bunch of stuff. And this was the last time we did this as a group. And it felt so beautiful to do with each other. And it kind of makes me emotional because I've never felt more connected with a group of performers than I did with this Mm. specific group doing this specific number for the last time. Um, And it was such a shame that it ended up being cut because the music was just so beautiful that we were dancing to. But we weren't fully cut from the show. We had (laughs) a few numbers that we ended up still keeping in. Um, I just don't think we got to fully show our... well full potential as dancers. Yeah. But that I'm sure will be in due time as their country continues to progress and understand dance more. So essentially break down what this first musical looked like for the listener at home. So this musical was going to be depicting the history of Saudi Arabia. And from what I understand and from what I gathered is up until this point, it, it was, it's been very like America in the sense of we were kind of, not we were kind of, in school for Kevin and I, we were taught that Christopher Columbus sailed the ocean blue and discovered America. Whereas now we, we realize that Christopher <laughs> Columbus was a horrible person <laughs> um, and should not have been glorified in school <laughs> to us mm-hmm. as kids. And so we... As we've kind of gone through the years, we've learned the ugly truth about America. Um, I think this musical is depicting that kind of truth for Saudi Arabia as far as when people think of places like Dubai and the Middle East, they do think of oil. They think of money. They think of, you know, gold. Sure. Mm -hmm. Um, This is showing, oh, no, we, we, we were a country that came from nothing. Saudi Arabia, uh, from what I understood and from what I learned, they were one of the last pl- like places, areas in that part of the world to discover oil. Mm. Um, and they were a very poor country, mm. a very poor kingdom. They put all of their resources in trying to find oil and they couldn't find it. And Um, The people believed in the fact that they would make it one day as a rich country. They were just very poor. Mm. And it wasn't until apparently American scientists, like, I guess scientists in America were like, no, keep looking. It is out there from whatever research. Um, Mm -hmm. It is out there. You just have to find it. And once they found the oil was when everything turned around for their country. And now Mm. they're just this rich country that Mm. is like. Obviously, you know, oil is the leading thing in money in this world, um, which, which is, is crazy, which is crazy, because we're literally taking from the earth, and how do we not know that that's the fuel for the earth to function, but sorry, that's my hot take on oil. Tea. So, this was depicting the beginning of the country, and the poorness, and the struggle, and the the war, and the fighting that this country was doing, um, and the build-up. Mm. And so this is the first time that I think 
they are actually presenting the history to the masses, if mm. that makes sense. Mm. And I could be completely wrong. <laughs> so you told me a little bit about... Um, so essentially, you were a cast of dancers that came in. They had some singers. Um, and there was also Saudi Arabian ensemble as well. Yes, we were a cast of American dancers to come in and kind of present our expertise of musical theater, I guess, mm -hmm. and musical theater dancing to this project. Um, there were people on this production team from Broadway, from West End, that were all working on this as far as staging, lighting, um, just the whole production mm -hmm. itself. The singers in the show who are doing the storytelling through song um, are Saudi Arabian or like Middle Eastern celebrity singers. Mm -hmm. Like it is their version of Beyonce, their version of Sam, Sam Smith, their version of Adele, like these famous singers from that part of the mm -hmm. world with millions and millions of followers on social media. Mm. Um, they had some actors in there mm -hmm. in this production that were also famous actors from that part of the world. Um, the entire show, with the exception of the acting, of course, but so the singing was tracked. The singers were not singing for real in the show. Mm. They were lip singing to their tracks. But it was so crazy because these singers' voices were out of this world. I've never heard, except from Kevin John. Thank you. I was waiting for you to say that. I've never heard singing like this in real life. Just, oh my gosh, the voices on these people were insane. Um, we, once we solidified what numbers we were going to be in, it was just all about cleaning the numbers and making them sharp. Um, we also had a sword fighting scene, mm -hmm. which stressed me the hell out <laughs> because they brought in a fight choreographer, like a stunt person to do this. Was that your first time ever working with a fight choreographer? Oh, yeah. And he was wild <laughs> um, because we were now thrown in with a group of their like Saudi Arabian ensemble performers who majority did not speak English. <laughs> um and we were sword fighting with each other. And it, it really was stressful, like, because there was just so much miscommunication at first and so much not being on the same page and so many things changing without letting us know. But, like, us being American and us being in theater and in doing shows, there is a certain level of mm, just things that we're used to mm -hmm. as far as like a fight call or like uh -huh. order that we're used to having that just they're still learning and they mm -hmm. were still learning how to do um so it was just a lot of meeting in the middle and eventually it did all come together Antoinette was amazing at keeping us looked after and safe honestly everyone was mm -hmm. though if there was ever a problem it was always taken care of well can you also speak on the fact of Antoinette being a woman leading um, in Saudi Arabia. Antoinette was a woman leading in Saudi Arabia. Uh -huh. um, first of all, Antoinette is literally four foot eleven. I think she is the shortest person <laughs> I have ever met. Is she shorter than my aunt Jan? Yes, but the viewer does not know your aunt Jan. So yes, they do. They have contact. <laughs> okay, work. 
Um, and she's just so beautiful. Her energy is so inviting. It's so warm. Literally, Antoinette ended up leaving a week before we closed to go start work on another project, I think. And some of the boys from the ans- like from the Saudi Arabian ensemble would talk to me, like, where's Antoinette? I'm like, oh, she had to leave early. Like, she's gone now. And they were like, oh. They were so sad that she left because they loved her. And they were mm. like, she's just so kind. She, she's, so, she's so nice. I love her. And I was like, oh, me too. Um, to be a woman in a place like Saudi Arabia with so much say in this production and also heading a cast of 16 male performers it like separately she brought this group over stunning iconic legendary historical like this i will write it in a history book because women still are i mean here as well Mm -hmm. but the rights for women in saudi arabia are like nowhere near what they need to be and what they should be but for Antoinette to be a woman amongst all these men, and especially Saudi Arabian men, and standing up and being like, no, this is what, oh my God, this is what we're doing. A, B, and C, D. It was so inspiring to watch. She's so fearless. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's, she, she put everyone first. Mm. She wanted to make sure that we were okay. Um, yeah, that's ginormous. It, it really is ginormous. At, at one point, like, everyone was afraid. The Prince Abdullah, like, whenever mm-hmm. he would come in the room, he would be smoking cigars in the room, oh. in the rehearsal room with uh, us. And, uh, like, that would, like, mind you, we're, we're there as dancers, but half the cast are musical theater performers, so they are also singers. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, we would be in this closed-off room with him smoking a cigar, Oh, Antoinette would raise hell. She would go to him and be like, you need to smoke outside. And mind you, the biggest thing was that no one talks to the prince unless he talks to you. Like, Mm. you don't talk, you don't address the prince. Oh, honey, that prince was walking out the door with his tail tucked between his legs. Like, at one point, he, like, came out the hallway. He was like, I'm being kicked out. Antoinette kicked me out the room. And, like, it was, like, this whole bit. Like, Antoinette was like, get out! And, like, but that's big to, to be this woman... A, a man alone in Saudi mm-hmm. Arabia, but you a prince. Mm-hmm. You're kicking out the prince of this rehear- of his own rehearsal room. Iconic, legendary, historical. Like, <laughs> well, and that that's something we'll, we will get into in part three because I'm really interested. Um, I know a little bit, but I know everybody who's listening wants to know the ins and outs of like what is it like being there. And there's there's so many things. Oh, don't worry. We're going to talk about the life oh, yeah, of Saudi yeah. Arabia. Um, um, but as far as the job is concerned, you had to be there. Mm-hmm. As That's how as, live performance as goes. As Hamilton said, you got to be in the room where you it happens. You got to be in the room where it happens. I, I will absolutely be able to give you a detailed aspect and perspective of life in Saudi Arabia but unless you were in the room where it was happening as far as this show is concerned you could never understand the magic that was taking place there and I'm so grateful to have been a part of that 
Money the Aside, first, the first, the first musical. ever musical in Saudi Arabia I had the opportunity to be a part of. And Inter- there were there were so many things that were just like so not right as far as like backstage etiquette or like uh-huh. well of course it's not it's the first one I didn't care. like it was I was like this is crazy like we literally got our costumes probably three days before <laughs> we had to do our first run for an audience and like we were still getting pe- like the theater was beautiful what these what this team of people um and I I I forgot who who I have to credit specifically but these people that built and put together this stage and the staging for this production, it was out of this world. It's the biggest stage I've ever been on personally. Mm. Um, it was so dynamic. It was so intricate the way everything moved. The screen, the LED panels, the lighting. Oh my God, the lighting design for this show was insane. Like I could not believe I was a part of something like this. Um, and... At first, in in the rehearsals, there was a disconnect between us, the Americans, and like anyone Saudi Arabian ensemble wise. But by by the time live shows started, we all just felt like one, and it felt like we had known these people for. It felt like we had been there for months. Mm-hmm. We were only there for like a couple, like weeks. Like wow. it's crazy that this all happened just in the month of February, I know. barely. Yeah. It, it, well, I can only speak from my perspective of being here in Nashville without you. And it felt like nine years. So I'm sure being there in the room felt like so much time had passed. Um, so I think that's, well, we're going to close it off here. To, and we'll start part three kind of talking about the life of everything i feel like we've talked about nothing i know that's <laughs> what i'm saying you were like we're gonna start with the job and i'm like Wah! um would you um would you go back i've been manifesting it ever since i came back period it is it is my dream to go back then it shall happen it's all i want then it's then it's all going want more want more than that but also it's yours yes but <laughs> typical kevin typical kevin <laughs> you're right you're right um amazing i can't wait to talk more i have so many questions do you feel like you haven't really asked questions well because th- this is i know all this this is all the stuff that i know um but my questions are just about being gay in Saudi Arabia, the life in Saudi Arabia, the people in Saudi Arabia, what the day-to-day was like, what it looked like, what it felt like. Um, and I'm sure that's what everybody else is also dying to know. And I want to know if you got back safe and sound from Saudi Arabia. Uh, tune, tune in, in to find, find out. out. <laughs> KJ and BB. Button.